0: My name is Sharon Spence. Uh, it is an unusual name. It is spelled C-H-E-R-R-I-N-G. Um, most people call me Sharon, <laughs> so I answer to anything close. I'm president of Park Lane Neighborhood Association. We are here in Central Park Heights. I've been here in Park Heights serving as a president for uh, six years now.
1: And how long have you lived in Park Heights?
0: I have lived in Park Heights off and on for more than 20 years. And I've lived in Baltimore for almost 50 years.
1: Um, and what's your role as president or, you know, what are words that you would use to describe what you do as president of the community association or otherwise?
0: basically we stand in as a voice for Park Lane you know interceding for them in terms of uh resources uh trash um when we have meetings with the um community uh virtually we act as a voice for Park Lane we act as advocates on behalf of the residents uh, not all residents are able to attend meetings. Not all residents are able to assist with school, um, with the rec center, those kinds of things. So we, we step in in those uh, instances. We meet with uh, organizations such, such as Park Heights uh, Renaissance. At one time, as I was um, on the board of Neighborhoods United, Neighborhoods United, was the umbrella for um, most of the neighborhood associations that exist in Park Heights. So I did that for several years.
1: Great. And um, what are you most proud of? What are some projects that you've been able to make happen in the neighborhood?
0: Ooh, what am I most proud of? I am most proud of the job that we as seniors have done. I'm a senior most of the people that are in the neighborhood association are seniors uh... most of them not all but most of them are and um... we have worked hard to start a community garden uh... we started rec council uh... at james d gross recreation center we've had a beautification project we were able to put in a new sign We were able to leverage funds, $700,000, for James D. Gross to do some badly needed uh, work there. And and when I say leveraged, uh, Senator Antonio Hayes, uh, Tony Bridges, Councilwoman Middleton all helped us to be able to leverage those funds, you know, for um, the wreck. Also, we were able to expand our borders. We used to be border Greenspring Avenue to the east, Cold Spring Lane to the south, Pimlico Road to the west, and Rosalind Avenue uh, to the north. But now our borders extend as far as Ricestown Road to the west Mm -hmm. and to Woodland Avenue up to Pimlico to the north. So we are very proud of that, um, the work that we have been able to do here uh, in the community. And we're looking to do even more. Great.
1: Yeah. Um, And why do you do this work?
0: You got to do it because you love it. (laughs) You got to do it because you're concerned about the community that we live in. Because otherwise it can be very stressful. And it it is stressful work uh, because you get complaints about trash. You get complaints about uh, illegal parking. You get complaints about hot water bills. You get complaints about everything. Some of it we can help with. Some of it. We refer to other agencies we work with uh d p w transportation uh we work with the liaisons for the city and then we also work with the mayor's liaison We work with the liaison for our council person who is yeah. councilwoman Sharon green middle mm-hmm. to I'm trying to remember everything name. <laughs>
1: Uh, I know, it's lots of city agencies, and it sounds like you're really, like you said, an advocate and a connector for, like, people in the neighborhood and residents that might not know where to go for things.
0: Exactly, exactly. Uh. And many times when they have concerns and they don't know who to call or where to go to, they end up calling me, (laughs) and I end up reaching out to the liaisons on their behalf or I'll direct them to call three one one, or we'll call PHR or so.
1: And um, I think you hesitated, but you were going to say there's lots more work that you want to do. What are some of those things on your mind or that you hear from people that you want to help happen in the neighborhood?
0: One of the things that we're trying to do is in- increase the activities uh, at the Recreation Center. Um, You know, the attendance there, there is a lot of work that needs to go on. They have a a fantastic director, Clifford Slater, who works really, really hard. So we want to have continued improvements, you know, that happen to the building. Also, our community garden that we were able to start a few years ago uh, with the recreation and parks. So COVID has sort of slowed us down a little bit in what we were doing there, but we have Edgecombe Park, and that's where our community garden. We were able to uh, get recreation and parks to allow us to come in and utilize an abandoned um, basketball slash tennis court and turn it into a community garden. And so now, of course, you know, we're working with you because we're excited about being able to put up screens and artwork and and uh, add more benches and all of that to uh, the park. And we want to have comedy shows. We want to have open-air concerts. We want... You know, to have the people, the community, to, to you know, people new that have moved into the community that don't know about the park. We want them to know that we have a place that will help and and benefit, you know, them, their children, a safe place for them to run, that green space, you know, yeah. and the artwork that we're hoping that will be there. And uh, so, so we're looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, that's that's a project
0: that we're really excited about.
1: It's a beautiful space. Um, I've asked this of the other guardians, but what gives you energy to and sustains you? Like, how do you do all this work? I God. asked you why, but say it <laughs> again, I'm sorry.
0: God. <laughs> and he is the only one that helps and strengthens me. I have a lot of uh, health issues I am a senior, I, I am disabled, um, and so I have to look fully to him for strength. Uh along with the other members of the association, they they push me along. They really do push me along. And one of the other things that keep going keeps me going is the need. You know, there are so many needs here in Park Lane and in Park Heights. Uh, development. Um, I worked years ago in the community uh, up to 2004, was working with the community advocating as well for redevelopment here. I moved out of the area for a few years, you know, after I retired and because of my disability, uh, but I kept, there was a tugging to come back to Park Heights. You know, once I recovered, got back on my feet, and I just had the desire to come back to work here in the community again. Uh my daughter thought I had lost my mind. <laughs> it's like, why would you go back? You know, you have everything you need and you want right here. Why in the world would you go back to Park Heights? Mm. Of all places. But I felt the need was here. I had friends that lived here uh, in Baltimore. That was, you know, one draw. I hadn't been around them for a while, but there was just a draw to come back mm-hmm. to Park Heights. So I returned to the house that I lived in <laughs> before yeah. I left. Yeah. You know, the same same place, same area. <laughs> yeah. and uh, And... I was hurt. I was really crushed because all of the hopes and dreams about the development, none of it had taken place. Nothing. As a matter of fact, things had gotten worse. I saw more abandoned houses. I saw more vacant lots. I saw more poverty. I saw more people hurting, more crime, everything. I, I couldn't believe it, you know, when I came back here. So since I've been back, uh, I've been trying to work diligently to do what I can do. I, I can't do everything, but everybody has a part to play. And so I'm just doing, trying to do my part.
1: Amazing. Yeah.
0: All right, and And the biggest thing was realizing... That I couldn't do a lot of the things that I used to do you know we used to get out and walk through the community we used to get out with the flyers we used to get out and and, you know and do all kinds of things even years ago I would get out because I used to be on a scooter that's why the ramp is there so uh, we had a lot of kids that grew right up on this street that grew right up in this community Uh, that would get out and help me and we would all get out and walk around the pass out flyers and and all in the community and I realized when I came back even though I was no longer on the scooter but I realized because of several surgeries and all that I had that I couldn't get out like I used to and go through you know the community but still I was determined to do what I could do. Not to mention I'd gotten a lot older, (laughs) but I was still determined to do, you know, what I could do and help where I could help.
1: So what would you say to younger people in Baltimore or outside of Baltimore that want to get involved in the community or community organizing? What would your advice be to them? Like, what have you learned that you would tell them?
0: One of the words that you just said, involved, get involved, get engaged. Your community, you you have the ability to do a lot of things that we as older adults aren't able to do anymore. You have a voice. Your voice matters. The strength that you have, you know, the education that you have. Uh, sometimes people think it takes a whole lot of money. It really doesn't. It does take a willingness to help. It takes a desire to help. It takes a willingness to bring about change, you know. And I find that that's that's what's really missing, that closeness in the community. You know, it amazes me now. Uh, because we knew just about everybody that lived around us, among us, you know. And now people move in and out, and they don't want to be bothered. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be connected.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They, you know. Yeah. So, so,
1: get involved, get connected. Yes. You don't have to have a lot of money, or but you have more power by being connected.
0: Right, right. And a lot of times now, you know, people want to know what was in it for me. You know, and they don't understand that what happens in the community in which you live, the city in which you live, impacts you. (laughs) You know, it, it impacts you. And so, you know, a lot of the changes that we see, a lot of things that we see happening, a lot of the crime that we see happening. You know, a lot of the drug activity. Eventually, it impacts you. You know, so you can help to turn it around. Young people, I believe, can help to change it. And I look back; I'm a product of the '60s. I look back and I see how different people are now than what they are then. Yeah, uh, you know, because people were willing to sacrifice blood for what they believed in. They were willing to get up give up their seats on the bus. They were even willing if they had to to give up their lives. And I look at young people now and it's like what happened? Where where are our Martin Luther Kings of today? You know? Where where are you? Where where are our leaders of today? You know, and that makes me really, really sad because I'm not hearing those voices. I'm not seeing those people, you know, I'm not seeing people willing, you know, not to buy gas so they can make it better for everybody, not just for themselves, but for everybody. You know, we we didn't you and you still do have the protests. You do still have the marches. You know, I don't want to take away from what they're doing at all because that matters. But then on a local level, on a community level, on a grassroots level, I don't see it happening.
1: How did you, like, learn to do the work that you're doing? Like, how did you, you know what I'm saying? Like, did someone teach you? Uh, Did it come over time? Like, when you look at yourself as a young person, right, like, what made you get
0: activated
1: or um, what we would say is more radical? <laughs>
0: like, you know, why would you? When when I was growing up, my mother had a saying uh, that necessity is the mother of invention. <laughs> and one of her other sayings was, you may not always have what you want, but to keep clean what you have. Hmm. So there were little saying that, of course, you know, when you hear them when you're growing up, it's like, that don't make no sense to me. (laughs) I don't hear that. (laughs) They ain't got nothing to do with me. (laughs) But as you get older, you come to understand that, you know, I have to get involved. I have to, you know, I have to get engaged. We may not have... um everything that we want to do the job that needs to be done but do what you can do use what you do have you know with our neighborhood association we don't have a whole lot of people we, we could have if people would just get involved if people would just get engaged but they're waiting for somebody else to do it and we could do so much more if we had more people doing.
1: Well, is there anything about your neighborhood, about Baltimore, about being a part of the Guardians Project or about yourself even that you wanna share?
0: Mm. I love just sitting. I guess I love what the city used to be, if that makes sense to you. I love the connectivity. I love the fact that we used to come out our door and people would pitch in and help and work together. And I I miss that. I, I really do miss that. You know, now people come out and peep, and they look up and <laughs> down the street, and they go back. Uh, I love working with the people that I work with. I love those ladies. And men, and, and we, we, I, I love them. <laughs> you know, um, as I say, most of us are seniors, but they still want to... You know, we're called the Living Garden. The senior group that we have, we're called the Living Garden. uh, Because we are still fruitful. We still bring life, you know, to the community. And we're trying to, to sprout out and we're trying to grow. You know, it's like a vine. I have ivy around here. And and that ivy just keeps pushing for. It'll c- connect to anything it can connect to. You know, sometimes I have to pull it off the 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 wall uh, because and there's no dirt there. there there's no <laughs> dirt there at all. But once that ivy starts growing and it gets, you know, on that wall, it'll take root. You know, and the next thing you know, it's just climbing right on up. And if you're not careful, it will cover this whole house, even though there's no soil, even though there's no dirt, even though there's no fertilizer. It refuses to die, it just keeps pushing forth, it gets it keeps connecting to whatever it touches. And so, we want to connect with whatever we touch. And we want to take root. And we want to grow. And and if it connects with another vine, it'll wrap, you know, it'll wrap itself around it, you know, and then it'll branch off, <laughs> you know, into something else. And we're surrounded by uh silver and, and we're surrounded by Lebendale. uh Tawanda is not far, uh, Park Heights Terrace is not that far, but it's like everybody is going and doing their own thing mm-hmm. instead of us connecting. Okay. You know, and um, as I put forth with some, we are just really better better together. And that's what I see that's missing. And sometimes when you try to reach out to some of them, you know, some others that are around, they don't want to connect. And I think one of the, that's one of the things that's, you know, that, that's missing now. But we're trying to bring people together here in the city to find solutions. Mm. Um To um, many of the concerns that we have, many of the challenges that are facing um, the city.